Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, American. Another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Welcome everybody to another episode of our Daily Gun Show. Come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for an hour. Uh, I think I'll let Cycle Camp take it away since he's already tomorrow. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas Day to you. For all the good people on the East Coast, Christmas comes earlier than it does for everybody else. But we pay for that with rotten laws. Right on. So yeah, it's already Christmas there. It's Christmas Eve every place else that's listening or well, when you're listening to this, it might be some other time, but uh Merry Christmas everybody. So uh episode seven sixteen of the Daily Gun Show. We get together every night and talk about guns. And I don't know what we're gonna talk about tonight. It's Christmas Eve, so we'll see what kind of turnout we got. But we do have four people jumping in already. There's other links out there for anybody that might be uh done with their festivities or whatever. If they got young kids and they're already asleep then uh, feel free to jump in or join in. This is really an effort at new media. We get an effort to pay attention to the uh, text chats, which are part of these live conversations. We pre-broadcast uh, or we simulcast the show over on gunchannels.com, a community we built. It's five years old. Thousands of people use the place. Hundreds of people use it on a regular basis. Dozens of people use it daily. And that same, well, not the same, but dozens of people, well, a dozen people, run it so there's no ads there's no nothing uh, a dozen people decide to pay a couple of bucks for a membership everybody else uses it for free and it's a place that we can assemble it's a place that we can keep conversation going and uh, it's a platform for shows it's a platform for photographs and other uh, creative efforts that people do to bring our community together so in this show tonight we've got people jumping in from all over the country cycle just jumped in from or just uh, told us Merry Christmas from Connecticut uh, thanks for jumping in And then we got uh, Dead Horse jumping in from Utah. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, G. Merry Christmas, everyone. Now, Pink, you're still in Central, or are you in Eastern? I'm on Eastern. It's Christmas here right now, and my laws don't suck as bad as uh, Cycles. Right on. So Pink's jumping in from Ohio, and then I'm down here in Arizona. So uh, we've got people out there from other places. You could uh, tell us where you're at, and then the people that are joining you on that platform, wherever you are. You might be on the side that hates guns, and if you were on the side that was gun channels, you'd probably have a link if you have a red icon, or, I don't know, other people out there too, maybe. But uh, let us know where you're at, and then the people who are watching on whatever platform you're watching on can also know where you're at. Maybe that'll start a conversation. Maybe you'll find somebody new to chat about guns with. I don't know. I'm supposed to be in a good mood, so it's Christmas Eve and all that. But Matt just had a chat, and he told me about this Wrangler Star guy blabbing on about so i'm trying not to harsh my my good tidings with that asshole so even though it's monday and we normally talk about how to use the internet i guess we can talk about christmas so we live in a pretty good country we got pretty good christmases here um everybody having a good uh holiday this year um yeah yeah it's it hasn't been too bad you know i don't know I think like most people, you know, that, that, you know, around Christmas time, money gets tight, and especially kids and stuff like that. If you got kids and 
you know, but, uh, yeah, survived another year and, uh, yeah, it's for me, Christmas is more about like, yeah, like, Ooh, I survived another year. right? <laughs> so well, a lot of people, it's their time off too, right? You get a couple of weeks off to hang out. Yes. Not everybody, but a lot of people. I was gonna say I get Christmas Eve night off and that's it. <laughs> so do you gotta work tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow night or all day tomorrow? Uh tomorrow evening. I go I go in about nine Eastern. But your store is closed for most of the day tomorrow or is it open? It's all it's completely closed. Okay. Yeah, even the Walmart's closed around here. Or tomorrow, I guess, you know, some six to six, I think, or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what keeps the country rolling. I mean, somebody's got to be in there doing the work while everybody else gets to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ruth sits out there saying he's with the Christmas Sucks crowd. I'm typically on the same boat. I don't have big love for Christmas. I think uh turned me into a dick, I think. Uh, getting greedy around this time of year, I didn't really like it. So as soon as I had a choice to make, I don't participate Christmas anymore. But um, I... I don't have a, I'm not a Scrooge about it. I understand my kids like it for sure. But uh, I threw him a link in case he wants to chime in on that. Anybody else got any Scrooges around and don't like Christmas? Yeah. I think it's much. over. Good. I was going to say, I think it's over commercialized. That's what I don't like about it. And it, it's, uh, it's nothing about even the spirit, right? And then even Christmas itself has come under attack where you're not even supposed to say Merry Christmas because it can offend someone. So then you got to say Happy Holidays. and So I, I think it's lost almost all of its original meaning and uh, what it was to uh, be there for, right? And yeah. uh, so I, I think as long as you try and bring some of that back and do some of like, you know, actually do some good, right? Um, th then I think it's good, you know. But the commercialism of it, I hate that uh, you oh you gotta buy all the you gotta buy a tree and you gotta decorate it, you gotta put up lights and you gotta do this and you gotta do that and you gotta like or whatever for your loved ones or they won't let you know or what. I just uh, yeah I, I don't like the commercialism. Well, for me it was before even the commercialism when I was a little kid. I didn't know what the commercialism was yet. I didn't like the ritual like the. The stress my grandparents would put themselves under, like self-inflicted. I don't know. They made liked it. I guess people like that. But uh, the tension or whatever to like live up to some obligation just seemed odd to me. Like why to do all that part of it when it could be so chill? And I definitely have been to Christmases at people's houses where we're way more chill about it. But uh, the commercialization of it too, uh, I think I'm the same way. Living through the 80s and the end of the Cold War, and we're a pretty rich country. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy with uh, um, gifts and, well, just the toy part of it, I guess, uh, and not the whatever. But anyway, uh, I think I agree with you. The part where it's it got to happy holidays, I don't know, we can go around and talk about that part of it, I think, for a second here. Uh, happy holidays. I've recently changed my mind on that one, but for years, I went around saying happy holidays, so... Uh, let's put it this way. 
are you pro Merry Christmas or pro Happy Holidays? We'll go left to right cycle. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, we're done with Christmas here already because we do Christmas on Christmas Eve. And uh, so that's pretty much done, except we couldn't get my mom out of bed. So we're going to have to do it again tomorrow. But uh, I do based on the person I'm talking to. So most of the time it's Merry Christmas, you know, Happy New Year, all that stuff. But if I'm talking to a guy I know is Jewish, I wish him Happy Hanukkah. And, and though with the, with the, with the, I have to admit, with the black folks, I don't say Kwanzaa very often because most of the people I know don't celebrate it. So basically, for me, my my fallback position is always Merry Christmas. Okay, dead horse. I agree with Cycle one hundred percent. It's I don't want to offend someone by saying Merry Christmas if I know they're Jewish. You know, so if I don't know what they are or, or whatever, I'll just say Happy Holidays. But if I know them or or have a feeling that you know like it's not going to you know upset them, then I just say Merry Christmas. Okay, pink. Um, usually it's just Merry Christmas. Okay, Richard. All right, I'm done eating grapefruit. Roosted? Apparently I can't find the mute button. I usually go with Merry Christmas, or if somebody says it to me, since I'm not much of a holiday guy, I usually reply, reply with, like, same to you, or you also. Yeah, don't right. bring to something. Yeah. I, don't, I don't run around wishing the Merry Christmas too often. Yeah, exactly. So... I mean, Okay, I was going to say, 30-plus years in the retail business has kind of gotten me away from you know, the old joyous holiday spirit and everything. Because Christmas usually brings out the worst in people shopping and everything else. So, so I've been, I didn't care when I was a kid. I think everybody said Merry Christmas for the longest time. But first off, thank you guys. And I've got to meet more Jewish people. I don't. I know tons of Jewish people. I don't know any of them that care about Merry Christmas at all. But none of them take offense to Merry Christmas at all. And I don't think you got to go around saying whatever holy day because you don't. It's not your obligation to know what somebody's holy day is unless they go around wearing it literally on their shirt or their sleeve or somehow indicating that they've got a holy day, right? So the holiday is a American holiday. December twenty fifth has been a holiday, I guess, since like the thirties or forties or something. So. Um, I went around saying happy holidays too. And I don't think I ever, I don't remember sitting down and saying, oh, you know what? But I think at some point it got beaten into me, uh, either working at a restaurant or something, or because I didn't care. I didn't pay attention to it. I was a young kid. So I just started paying happy, saying happy holidays out of respect to the assholes that made me say it, right? Which is basically infringing on my not giving a shit. So all of a sudden I had to give a shit and I had to perceive that there was somebody getting upset about it when I really don't know if anybody got upset about it. So uh, recently I listened to this thing from Prager, little blurb, it was like a commercial in front of a video I was watching somewhere. I was probably watching some stupid video on YouTube. And this Prager video comes on, Dennis Prager, radio show guy. I mean, does other things, I guess. Yeah, so, I've seen that. Uh, uh, and he does this thing like, you know, that it's basically an attack on secular, with secularism when you don't want religion or secularism religion. Secular is not religious. Okay, so it's the secular attack on the religious nature of it, which I think is the deepest, you know, the deep root of it all. And then they put it under this correctness thing or this, like, inclusion thing. Well, you're including everybody by not including Christians anymore. So I guess, you know, that's part of it. But I don't think, I don't end it there because, you know, if you don't 
count yourself as a Christian, or again, you don't have to know what some religion is somebody has. So it's not your obligation to, to be respectful of their, their holy days unless they somehow indicate to you what their holy days are, right? So again, if you guys have a prior knowledge of person's whatever, interests and holidays and stuff, then you're going to know personally what to tell them. But in just general, uh, not too many people are going to get upset when you say Christmas, because I don't think too many people anymore think of Christmas as, I mean, there is no actual Christmas, right? There's about a zillion different religions that celebrate a Christmas, and they all probably do it a little bit differently or whatever, have different traditions and uh, whatnot. So um, anyway, I really got, I like the idea of it just being an American holiday. And when they're trying to say happy holidays, well, New Year's, I guess, is a holiday, but all the other stuff that people might put on this part of the year, which has been traditionally a part for all kinds of cultures and religions and traditions to do things at the time of the year when the you know the days change from long to short or short to long or whatever. So, um, uh, yeah, anyway, I saw that and I started thinking, you know what, I'm going to start saying it's Merry Christmas again. And I've been doing it intentionally because I never thought about it before until this year, right? So I've gone around saying happy or Merry Christmas in reply to people saying happy holidays at me. And I'm not going out and like, you know, looking for extra ways to say it or anything. It's just that like if I go to a store, if I see somebody like went to the dentist the other day, you know, I said Merry Christmas. And it's true. Like people look at you like, holy shit, did he just say that? Like not in the like disrespect, like, oh, I was just respected. But like, wow, this guy actually had the balls to say it. Like people look up at you, like little old ladies look up at you and go, thank you. Like in their eyes, like you can see that they're like, wow, a person that said Merry Christmas. So uh, anyway, I've been saying Merry Christmas this year. I guess after today, tomorrow, I guess you can practice that a little bit. But I don't know, maybe next year, uh, think about it. Yeah, I, I like that video because, you know, he said, you know, in the video that uh, you're talking about, you know, he said, you know, he's Jewish, but he'll go out and say Merry Christmas. Just because of the, you know they're trying to do the uh, political correctness thing. Yeah, he. I would, he, I, he I would he admit has, though, with, with Christmas and New Year's being right on top of each other, because they're always like a week away from each other. Happy Holidays kind of covers it. It's a hell of a lot easier to say Happy Holidays than it is to say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. That's a hell of a mouthful. Yeah, I guess if you're only going to talk to somebody once during the season, yeah, but. Yeah, anyway, I never really thought about it. I just got off the happy holidays train. And I'm going to say Merry New Year, Happy New Year, right? Yep. Uh, let's see. It just said somebody subscribed. How do I make it tell me who just subscribed right now? Right here. Second Amendment for Canada. Right on. So we got a new subscriber. I'm guessing that's a Canadian or somebody who's an advocate of Canada. And uh, Bob told me that they're getting some issues coming up with handguns, which is lame. But uh, um, good to see another Canadian subscriber. Always welcome. Um, so we talked about uh, saying have, uh, Merry Christmas, whatever, but how about like uh, Scrooges and that? Like, did we get into that at all, or do we need to? Um, as far as I think Roosted was saying something out there. Were you just kidding around or do you, are you an anti-Christmasy person? I'm not really anti-Christmas. I I don't think I count as a Scrooge. I'm, I'm with you guys. I don't like the commercialism and what it's come to and how shitty people are out and about in the world, you know. 
Well, I don't, I don't put up Christmas tree lights on the house, uh, Christmas lights on the house, because that's just virtue signaling. I don't give a shit about that. And everybody else in the neighborhood has great lights, so I just drive by and enjoy theirs. I don't really care. <laughs> but uh, I, I stopped putting the tree up because it's a real pain in the ass, and I was only doing it for my mom, or because people were coming over to my house for the holidays. So it's great now. I don't, I don't decorate or anything, but I do have a lot of Christmas cards, and my birthday is right around this time of the year too. So I got a. My, my fireplace mantle is just you couldn't fit another card on there if you wanted to. And that's enough decorations for me. That's, that's just fine. Right on. And that's neat because it's – is it the only holiday where we do that, where we effort towards getting in contact with people we haven't talked to in a while? In a yeah, yeah. Pretty, I mean, yeah. I think Maybe. it is. Trying to think of another holiday, I mean, except for like I think I think Thanksgiving's like that. Some a lot, a lot of people get together with family on Thanksgiving. Oh no, get together! But I'm saying, as far as like, the, I'm going to send my Christmas cards out, and that's an opportunity for people to catch up. I mean, there's, I don't, I don't talk to my sisters and brothers and kids and stuff to know what is going on until I get a Christmas card and it tells me a summary of what happened or whatever. I get that from a friends and family around the country, you know. So that's how I keep up on stuff that I don't. Do, do you get the Christmas card novel? Yeah, like I say, from a couple. I love of, those. Those are great. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like I say, it's an opportunity to kind of catch up, and I don't think we have another holiday like that. So, I mean, there's definitely, obviously, religious stuff to it. It's called Christ Mass or whatever. But again, the I like how Prager defining a holy day and holiday are two different things, you know. So uh, at least now they are. So uh, um, it's definitely up more to Christmas than just the thing as far as the commercialism though man it's hard for me to get behind all that like such a waste but i guess we're richest country on the planet gonna show off in some way we could be doing a lot worse i suppose there's some movies that lampoon it and there's movies about you know trying to suggest how much excess we we have here and they exaggerate it and stuff so it's not really as bad as it could be for sure you know it's not like running man or something but uh it can definitely be pretty tough to see all the, I don't know, it's, it's, you know, it seems like a lot of excess or whatever. Do you think, I mean, maybe I don't really pay that much attention. Has Christmas this year been about the same as other years, going up in amount of stuff out there or down? I would say it's almost down, or else maybe I just didn't go to the store as much, but I didn't see anywhere near as much stuff, just, you know, garbage around, like the little stuff you put around your house or whatever like i didn't see that anywhere near as much as in some not maybe not last year but in past years well this, kind of... this was a banner year for decorations this year yeah. we got we got three or four new families on the street and they're just going berserk you know they got the, the inflatables and the lightables and the one guy is projecting shit on his house and i just think it's really cool because then i don't have to go to any of those places to charge you for that and with the technology, more and more people's doing the uh, Christmas songs that their lights flicker to the music, you know, you know that they uh, blast out on the. And it's just one speakers. thing, like you're saying, you like put it on your front yard, it points at your house, and it's not like a week's worth of setting up stuff and like three dimensional things and lights, the string out and all that. Right, and well, I mean the computer. Uh, kind of like flickers the lights with the music yeah it synchronizes it yeah it synchronizes yeah 
yeah, I mean that 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 technology is getting more advanced. Uh, more people's doing it and everything. So I had a grandfather that was all into putting out a bunch of crap. So I'm about as anti putting out stuff as I can be because I had to do it for too long. Like I was forced to do it, and that number one way to get me to not like it is make me do it a bunch of times. <laughs> My favorite understated decoration was to put a an electric candlestick light with a blue bulb in the windows because that always looked really classy. You know, from the outside, it was very subtle. And, and it was easy to do, and it always looked really nice. What is it again? You, you know, you get the, the the light that looks like a candlestick, and you right. and you put a you put a blue bulb in it. Oh, okay, okay. So it's 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 kind of soft. I mean, you could get the flickery bulbs; those are really cool too. But I like the blue ones because it's it's a it's it's a softer light, and it's not like in your face, and it, it just looks good. You know, it looks very it looks very cheery. Now, like some of those blue lights that you're coming out with now, kind of plays tricks with your eyes. Oh, so it's a, I mean, it's a, it, it's kind of like the blue that's on some of the uh, cop cars now. So it kind of draws my attention to it a little bit more, or something like that. Oh, like it looks like there's a cops, a couple of cop cars in the distance, more than just the red and green or the red that it used to be. Right. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the old, like, four or five, maybe seven watt, you know, incandescent. You know, I know that's evil to have incandescent lights, but th that's what I'm talking about with the little mini bases in them and all that. Yeah. In fact, I can remember when I was a boy, us having those lights on the tree. Oh, yeah. And you had to put the big, you'd screw the light into the socket, but you had to put the reflector in there first to keep the light from getting near the tree branches and setting the tree on fire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, do you remember the old silver trees that you would set up um, a fog light that had four different rotating, um, it had a wheel that rotated in four different colors oh, that yeah. showed up on it? Yeah, oh, I've, yeah. Got two, I've got two of those. There's actually a house in Connecticut that's actually a Christmas tree and light museum. And in every room, they have all the different kinds. Like, every room is like a different era. Yeah. And they show you the, the popular Christmas, you know, paraphernalia from that era. It's really kind of a neat place to go. And that's open all the time, like not just at Christmas. Right. But nobody ever goes there except for Christmas time. Oh, my grandma would have gone there because she's about <laughs> Christmas or whatever. But, um, yeah, that'd be kind of interesting, actually. You know, when you think, I mean, I guess I, I'm, I can't say I've ever looked into it, but I'm sure at some point I know I've seen things from olden days Christmas and stuff. Like when they thought, like I can remember back in the day when an orange was a big giant deal, like getting an orange at Christmas. It was so hard to get an orange at right. this time of year or whatever here in this country. So, like, that was a big deal. Kids really appreciated getting an orange. I just ate a grapefruit because I was thirsty and I wanted to you know, eat something besides water that had some juice in it. So you imagine like the difference when you're like truly excited to get an orange, what a different time. Yeah. And I will say, uh, I think it's probably been 20 years since I had the last time I had that tree up, but, uh, you could almost heat the house with that, uh, light that showed up on the tree. 
it put out that much heat. Yeah, and my ex is still uh, got to have a live tree gal. Yeah, you know, and I what a pain in the ass. Oh God. I can still remember the oldest lights were the ones where they were a cord and a little clippy thing. I think it's the next generation after what you're talking about because I can remember seeing ones where you had to put the little piece of metal on each time. But you, you basically had a big heavy extension cord type of thing with these little outlets in it, which made it even heavier. And then you'd put the thing up on your tree first and wire it all in. And then you'd go around what I think you would put like the first bulb in, make sure it worked. Then the second bulb, make sure it worked. And you'd basically, I think that was the process. Or else we'd, sometimes you'd string a light out before you put it on the tree. Even anyway, but those things, they didn't work if a bulb was out, right? So you had to right. go through this big process. And then, sure enough, because they were, in, you know, for more fragile, I guess, back in the day, you'd be farting around. And sure enough, the, half the Christmas tree lights were off. And then I don't remember if you could, I think it was like a, at some point, we were all excited because it got to where it would light up until the burnt out bulb and then you could figure out which bulb it was because otherwise you'd have to take like two bulbs in your hand and just start unscrewing a bulb and put a new one in unscrewing the next one put the new one in kind of thing until you found out where the hell lights went all right back on right yeah so if you guys used, i don't know if you guys some of you guys are older than me if you guys used lights in a previous version than even that yeah yeah I mean, candles. they were putting candles on did you guys ever really do that though yeah, yeah. Wow. I remember when I was very, very young, we had candles on a tree. Inside? In Indoor tree, live tree, Wow. with little candles clipped to the branches. And is that just like a birthday candle, and it's just so lightweight that it doesn't fall off, or is there some other kind of anchor going on? It, uh, it's not a birthday candle, but it's like that. It's really small. And you only ever lit the tree like on christmas eve and christmas that was it you didn't you you know it's not like now where you put the tree up a week ahead of time and you light it up all the way through new year's and then you take it down well you you'd have it decorated and stuff but then to actually light it was the big deal and that was a big deal yeah. appreciate it because it would only last for as long as the candles right right you a, a lot of times you would have a lot of times we would have the big dinner on christmas eve my family's real big on christmas eve for some reason i'm not really sure why um and and uh and so you'd have your dinner, Christmas Eve dinner. And Christmas Eve, when I was a kid, you got to open one present. And then Christmas morning was when you opened all the rest of them. But you did you lit the tree Christmas Eve, and everybody ooh nodded the Christmas tree and all that kind of crap. And then the, the you know the next the next day you did the big brouhaha thing. And then now what do they got? Rope plates probably. I'm sure LED lights. Right. Now they got LED lights. Yeah. And they have the, the lights with three wires so that they don't care how many bulbs go out, the rest of the bulbs keep going. I remember when it switched to that and you got the smaller bulbs that could just plug in like a little plug thing, and that was a big deal. Yeah. Before then, you had lights where the bulbs all had a T in front of them. That's they, were all pa- they were painted, too. Yes. Yeah, every every year the bulbs would get less and less, you know, have less and less color on them because shaking around in the box, you know, chip off a piece of paint or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little triangle, well, those conical shaped ones. Yeah, I remember that. And then you'd have like a bunch of the little flakes of color in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I don't really like colored lights. I like the, I like just the pure white, little small, you know, LED kind of lights. See, one of the reasons I don't like, you know, I don't have much interest in it is that I'm the same way. Like I can appreciate all the different, cause there's like green and green and how much as a red and then there's silver and things. And there's like a million different ones, right? Of different, like not just the tree, but like Christmas in general, like how you're going to set your house up. And aside from a couple that look weird, I'm, I'd be okay kind with any of them. And I think that I would, if, you know, if you were, I think I'd rather go to a restaurant where they changed it up than, because like, you know, the house was always the same thing basically every year. The only thing that changed was there would be more ornaments or whatever, like the, the ornaments were like accumulating. But it was the same stuff went away, same stuff came out. So it was going to look the same, just going to, there was going to be more of it. But it wasn't ever going to be like uh, one of the people that have like a white and gold Christmas or like, uh, you know, wooden stuff everywhere. Yeah. And the tinsel. I, I always remembered the tinsel would always melt to the bulbs. <laughs> yeah, no more, no more tinsel. I gave up on tinsel. I don't like tinsel was okay when you had a live tree and you were throwing the whole thing out afterwards. Yeah. You'd be picking tinsel out of the beater bar, your goddamn vacuum cleaner for the next six months. <laughs> yeah. So you were talking about uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, my parents are divorced, so we did both. So I'd go to one and then the other. So what cycle you did Christmas Eve all the time since you were a little kid? Well, when, when we, we always did Christmas Eve, but we only opened one present. And then... Of course, you know, because my mom and dad are divorced and I'm divorced and my, you know, everybody's divorced. So, so now, of course, my poor daughter, she has to make like 15 stops over the Christmas holiday. Uh, so we started doing, we started doing Christmas Eve and actually that would be the holiday my daughter used to host. And so it would be her husband's side of the family and our site and our family would get together on uh, Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, her her mom's family has the big family with lots of kids and lots of grandkids and great grandkids and shit. And so she would she would use Christmas Day to go see all of them. And that's how we got into the cycle of, of uh, you know, Christmas, Christmas Eve, because my family's really small. So we would knock off our family and his family. And then Christmas Day, she would go over to her mom's side of the house. Now, when you were a little kid, though, your parents divorced all the time? Or when you were a little kid, was it Christmas Eve also? Uh, my parents divorced. I was probably around ooh, eight, maybe eight oh. or nine. It was right around the same time I did my... I, 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 Divorced my wife when my when my daughter was eight, nine too. So, but yeah, no, uh, no, we didn't travel for Christmas at all. We didn't, you know, because Christmas was everybody else lived in Maine, you know, and we were down here in Connecticut. So it, it, we didn't really do a lot of traveling for for Christmas. In fact, a lot of times they would come down and visit us for Christmas. So we'd have extra people in the house because we'd have grandparents and stuff in the house. Now, did you still do the one thing on Christmas Eve even back then? Oh, yeah, way back then. Yep, the one present on Christmas Eve, yep. Interesting. So, Dead Horse, how do you all do it? Uh, when I was a kid, we used to um, do one present on Christmas Eve and then everything else on Christmas morning. 
that was the way that we always did it. Um, how I do it with my family is uh, it's just all Christmas morning. Nothing Christmas Eve at all? No, no. I mean, um, not just presents, but like there's nothing going on tonight? Oh, everyone's already in bed. Yeah, I, I'm the only one up. So it, they'll be up at like 6 a.m. wanting to do presents. So <laughs> uh, yeah, all the kids are in bed, but we're in bed by 9 p.m. <laughs> Um, pink. Uh, when I was growing up, it was uh, one present Christmas Eve and then everything on Christmas Day. And then you, you dead horse and pink, your parents were together? Yeah. No. Oh, yours weren't? No. Well, but I guess it depends because you, divorced parents is one thing, but having two Christmases, I guess, is what it means. Is if, you're gonna, if you had two oh. Christmases. It's no. only one Christmas anyway. No, one Christmas anyway, because, you know, my dad lived in a different state, so. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Roosted. When I was a kid, we did the one present on Christmas Eve and a couple things Christmas morning. Um, when I raised my own kids, we did everything on Christmas Eve. Opened, the, opened all the presents and stuff. Huh. See, yeah, see, that's why I was a dick, because I... We, I'd go to one place and do everything on Christmas Eve and then go to the other place and do everything on Christmas. So I just did everything twice. But uh, even when it wasn't like that, well, it was always like that, I think. But maybe when it wasn't, they'll still do their stuff on Christmas Eve and then they leave one present for Christmas. So when I was a little ass kid, it was Christmas Eve, everything. Like, cause, I don't know, because I think it's their other divorce and we did everything on Christmas Eve. And then there'd be like, Chris present from Santa, like if you're on a bike or something, it was like the big thing was Christmas Day. We always did uh, the only thing that came from Santa Claus at our house was the stocking on Christmas morning. Like we'd do all the gifts from mom and dad the night before Christmas Eve. Oh, that's interesting. So this has got to be a cultural thing. So we did our stock, our sock on the December 5th on St. Nicholas Day. Has anybody else done that or you all do your socks on Christmas? We didn't do stockings. At least oh. I can't remember. Uh, so stockings are always Christmas morning because Santa would fill them up at night. Yep, that was my house. And, and up to last year, I was still doing that for, for certain members of my family. I yeah. always made sure that, like, if, if my sister happened to be at my house for Christmas Eve and was staying over, I made sure there was a sock for her filled up the next morning. And same thing with my mom. We have stockings, but all of our stockings are for the animals. That's that's who gets the stockings in my house. But that's <laughs> oh, like that's cool. we put the dog treats and cat treats in and stuff. So. That's cool. And then through the night, the uh, dogs get up here and tear them all down. <laughs> that's what it's for. No, not if they're hung up high. Not his dog. Dog yeah, well, it's kind of cool too because they don't—you don't have to worry about your dog unwrapping anything. You can just literally throw the stocking on the floor, and then they'll dig their nose in there and pull out what they want, right? Because yeah. you just throw a bunch of treats in there and bones and stuff, and then uh, yeah, so they get to pick out their own thing out of it and kind of open it themselves almost. So it's like our even our cats do it. So so December fifth is Saint Nicholas Day. So wherever the hell backwoods ass country we came from. That's when St. Nicholas runs around doing his thing, and that's when our socks went out. So earlier in the month is when I'd get stuff, and we'd get matchbox cars and candy, so it wasn't like, 
huge gifts or nothing, but it got, you know, prime the pump for Christmas coming. I'm uh, wondering, we got 20 people watching. Nobody else does St. Nicholas on December 5th? Or has anybody, nobody's even heard of that before? No. I, I've heard of nope. it. I just recently watched a documentary that talked about that, about the origins of Santa Claus and, and uh, Christmas and stuff. So I thought. I have no I, idea if it's the same guy. I just know that, you know, they called it St. Nick's Day. That's when we put up our that's, shop. That, well, that's where they get the look of Santa Claus from, from him, right? I guess like that's like the the old guy at the beard or something. I think that's where they got that you know classic iconic you know. Well, Santa you know where Santa Claus comes from? You kidding me? That it's might from be Coca Cola. Yeah, it's from Coca Cola, but it might come from that. But it's certainly Coca Cola made them red, white trim, and fat. Oh and yeah, yeah. yeah. But they they took that look that look from Saint Nicholas, right? So I guess that's no, no. Saint Nicholas looked like a freaking logger. Well, I, I'm like the old man with the beard, like just the, not the clothes and stuff, but like the big old man with the beard, you know, like. I, no, the I, big I, happy guy with the beard and the red coat and everything. That was all done by the advertising agencies for Coca-Cola. St. Nicholas just looks like an old guy from Germany. Like oh. you see pictures of him or whatever. He does have a beard, though. I mean, it's just not. He looks like freaking Gandalf. Yeah, he just looks like a big old German guy with like German clothes on and, and like a pointy hat, but not even, nothing's red. It's all kind of green and looks like uh, is it Oktoberfest or something? Hmm. Well, you never see them. All it is is that's, you know, whatever sock or whatever. So, Gary, we're talking about what days we do this uh, this Christmas stuff. Sounds like you did yours today. The Excuse presents me. and everything, yeah, we did this evening. And the meal and everything is going to be tomorrow. Now, maybe that's why people do Christmas Eve, though. Because then that way you get all done. And then otherwise, if you got any number of kids, I can imagine... Welcome to gunchannels.com. Um, you know, if you had any number of kids doing all your presents and then having to make dinner, much would probably be a pain in the butt, right? So if you do all your stuff Christmas Eve, it gets all done, do one thing in the morning or whatever, and then you can start doing a massive food, right? Well, I do food after presents, and we do all of our presents on Christmas morning. We get over, you know, about probably by like 7.30 in the morning, you know, all the presents are open, right? So that's for them to go put all their stuff away and pick up, and then I go start cooking. You know, so I'll be cooking like that. That's our normal thing. We cook just as big of a dinner for uh, Christmas as we do Thanksgiving. Well, that'll be the next question then. So what do y'all all eat? Oh, there's ghosts. Well, let's do ghosts first. So ghosts, we just, I don't know if you're listening. We just were talking about when we do our thing. So Christmas Eve, how's your family? Or when you were a kid, I guess. Was it Christmas Eve or Christmas Christmas Eve, and we just got done uh, a little while ago. So, yeah, we just got done. We do most of our stuff, and then we, like, have, like, one big one for each person, like, on Christmas morning for Santa Claus. But most of the stuff is Christmas Eve. Right on. And was this a divorce thing or anything, or just that's your tradition? That's just uh, how I always did it growing up, and so that's kind of how we just done it since my daughter was a little kid, was do a lot of the stuff Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We just kind of ate and relaxed, you know. Sorry, I'm eating another grapefruit now. So um, next I was going to go through, since I'm eating a grapefruit, let you guys talk about what y'all do for your Christmas meal. Or it doesn't matter, like, what you're going to do tomorrow. If you want to talk about what you're going to do tomorrow, fine. But, like, either your traditional or your favorite, I guess, depending, uh, what's your traditional Christmas meal. I'll go the opposite way, roosted. 
we always did a ham for Christmas with all the traditional trimmings, I guess. I don't really pay attention to that stuff. So what's traditional for ham? Pineapple? No, you do like a green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, you know. Basically yeah. about like about like Thanksgiving. Yeah, candy yams is always good. About like Thanksgiving, only replace the turkey with a, a ham. Okay. Uh, uh, pink, uh, pink. Yep. Just the same as Rusin. Okay. Uh, Gary? When I was growing up, we did Christmas pretty much the same as Thanksgiving with the turkey and everything. But now that my daughter's doing it, we're having a brisket this year. And I'll be there. I'll be there by noon. Okay. I don't know what that is. So brisket is some kind of a beef, I'm guessing. And what is it's it? it's it's beef. It's barbecued beef. It's like when you hear barbecue in Texas, they mean brisket. It's beef. Yeah. It's going to be good. So not a roast? No. Okay. Hey, well, no, it's usually smoked. Yeah. Let Rick get into that one. It's more his, his theme. So ghost, traditional or favorite Christmas? Um, we wake up in the morning and I usually make uh, cinnamon rolls for the morning. Coffee for everyone who wants coffee. I don't drink coffee. but and Then we'll have ham, green bean casserole, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so. Pretty much Thanksgiving, except for a ham instead of turkey. Hmm. Dead horse? Exactly what these guys are saying. We just swapped the turkey out with the ham, and we swapped the pumpkin pies out with, like, a French silk pie or something, and uh, or like a banana cream pie or something like that. But other than the pumpkin pie and the turkey, it's exactly like Thanksgiving. Hmm. And then cycle. Well, yeah, we used to do that, except for uh, the famous uh, sweet potato mallow. That was something you only had at Christmas. You didn't get that at, at turkey time. Well, it's interesting. I would have never asked the question if it was that universal. I had no concept that everybody just ate the same thing at Christmas and Thanksgiving, pretty much. Uh, I didn't, and maybe that's why I hate eating that shit. But, yeah, we would eat a whole different pile of crap at Christmas than we ate at Thanksgiving. In fact, we would almost always eat a ham and a turkey at Thanksgiving because I hated turkey so much that I wouldn't even eat it even when I was a little kid. Um, and I think other people were fine having a ham option. But uh, Christmas was lamb and ham, I think. Some other kind of critters. And then sometimes a chicken or something also, depending on how many people were showing up. Maybe let me ask this question. I, got, I had no idea. I, that's interesting for me. I don't know. Maybe it's not that big a deal for you guys, but I... Maybe we're unique that we had totally different menus. Now, my grandma was the type to make cookies for like two or three months. So, I mean, I don't even know. I, I don't think I can exaggerate how many cookies she made. She was in the newspaper and shit for making a shit ton of kind of cookies. Probably why I'm all fat too. But uh, so Christmas was like a whole different kind of dessert thing. Not, I mean, we didn't even eat the cookies. There was she'd be making cookies for months, and we all got sick eating cookies. Those were to like give people, and then like the Christmas desserts were different. It, there was fewer pies, it was more cakes and other stuff. Yeah, that's but, the way we are. We are, yeah, for sure, more cakes. And, and it was Thanksgiving was like you'd get there and everybody'd bring crap and they'd throw in a big pile and people would eat on it. You know, it was like the pretty much everybody's Thanksgiving is some version of the same thing, but our Christmas was like people would show up with like Swedish meatballs and goop and crap that were in these like heated 
buckets and then you'd take crackers and bread and eat out of there uh, like while they were drinking. So they'd be eating all day of like a buffet type of thing. And then that would like evolve into a rest and then put all that different kind of food into a table and eat out of that. Um, My grandma growing up, she loved to bake. And so we had a huge family on that side. And we would uh, show up to her house. The whole family would show up to her house a couple days ahead of time. And she knew what everybody's um, favorite cakes were. So she had probably like 12 different cakes, you know. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. And we just kind of ate all these different cakes. Yeah. I've been there. And it's like, this is my cake. So I'm getting two slices. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All these other dozen ones. Yeah. I didn't even like eating Swedish meatballs, though. Um. So, oh, here I was, had a question that I couldn't get in edgewise in in uh, Ellis's chat earlier. Or was it Matt's chat? Somewhere we were talking about Gary. So I saw, I saw this in a, in a movie the other day. Do you know, and this is totally off subject, we're taking a, cloud, cal, a palate cleanser here. Does anybody know when the world started eating chicken the way we eat chicken today? As an actual, like there's beef and there's chicken and there's pork. It wasn't always like that. It wasn't until maybe when we, when we owned a chicken, right? That one single nope. chicken. Nope. Uh, chicken McNuggets is a whole nother lifetime for chickens. But no, this was the, a paradigm shift before the chicken McNugget. And that was Tyson. It was before that. It was in, our, they, it was in our history. Kentucky Fried Chicken. when he. Nope. Uh, nope. That, no, know, it, I think that it had was, to do with when they started getting mad about all the fat that was in meat. Nope. You know, nope. pork, uh, you know, beef or stuff. Good. This good. thing was a chicken in every pot. It was. Uh, oh, shit. that's a good one. But it wasn't. Yeah. No, that was way older. Roosevelt? It was actually, it was actually 1950. It all goes back. Factory farming goes all factory farming. In fact, goes back. Well, at least all chicken factory farming goes back to this one lady in New Jersey or somewhere over there, and she she had ordered 50 chickens, and they accidentally sent her 500, and she's like, uh-oh, and she kept them, and then being frugal, instead of just eating them all, she decided to experiment in how to keep those 500 chickens alive through the winter, and she figured out how to cram 500 chickens into the place where normally you'd maybe put 50, and now we have chickens moved in that night that year, and her successful attempt at keeping that 500 chickens alive, we've moved from people only eating egg-laying chickens after they died or after they quit laying eggs to people eating chicken as a substitute for cows and pigs and shit. So, little FYI, about 1950. So, like, like chicken breasts. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm asking a serious question. Like, so, before 1950, like eating a chicken breast was un- very uncommon, I guess? It was an expensive food because only the sucker would eat an egg chicken. So you had to either wait till an egg chicken died and there was fewer of them because there wasn't egg production like there was today. Yeah, it was more of a, you know, it was huh. a, either a poor food like you were eating your own chickens, you know, and you were right. like country folk or and you weren't eating them every day because you only had so many chickens. You're not eating your chickens because they're laying eggs. You eat them when they're done laying eggs. So, uh, yeah, it was more of like a maintenance type of you're on the farm or like kind of fancy. Interesting. I had never heard that before. Yeah, it was totally neat because I would have, you know, I, it all has to start somewhere. And it's just interesting that it was kind of a mistake. A zero, an extra zero changed the way that we, the world eats chicken, eats food. It's, I forgot the name of the show. I was just watching movies and it was called like 
yeah, it's just some food movie. You wouldn't watch it. It's all about how food's bad or whatever. But uh, anyway, I thought that was interesting. I was trying to tell you that when you're showing off all your chicken loot earlier. Did anybody else get any loot today that they want to show off yet? Uh, my Actually, my big one hasn't gotten here yet, but I'm kind of excited. My wife, you guys know that she's not a gun person, right? But my wife got me a uh, another gun safe for Christmas. So that's kind of cool. Nice. That's super sweet. I'm relatively sure she's going to lock it up and not tell me the code. But... Uh, <laughs> But no, I thought it was pretty cool. She told me tonight, she's like, I hadn't come in yet. She'd be delivering on the truck this week sometime. But that's pretty cool. I was excited about that. Unexpected, I guess. You know what's doubly cool about that is like whenever that time comes when you're like, dang it, I need to get another safe, right? Yeah. That's usually a conversation that you're like, you know, like, how am I going to bring this up with the wife and where's it going? Right. So it's like not only are you getting the safe, but it's like also the permission right away. Exactly. So yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. Anybody else? Anything yet? Nope. I bought my I just got small stuff. I got a I got a Glock mat and a and an AR mat and a uh, a, a rod cleaning kit for the seventeen. Oh, nice. Do you uh, like a collapsible one or a long rod? No, it's not a single rod. It's one of the ones where you screw them all together. Right on. I, really, makes, I didn't realize mine weren't going to fit. The one that, that makes like the three foot long one if you add, add them all together? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, those are cool, man. Yeah. But the ones I have are at just a shade too big. So uh, I put on my Christmas list that I needed something to clean that 17 and I, I bought a boar snake and I hated using it. I really didn't like it very much. In the 17? Yeah, that would be like a pipe cleaner or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just It was just a pain in the ass. Well, I like really rod mine out hard, you know, so and it's hard, that's hard to do with a boar cleaner. You know, if, if it's a gun, you can't reach with a regular rod because I don't like going in from the muzzle end. But if, if it's a gun, you can't reach the back of it real well without tearing a whole gun apart, you know, like a lever action or something, then, then you know, I might use the, uh, I might use a boar snake on those. But other than that, meh. But that's all the, the gun-related stuff I got this year. Oh, oh, actually, I take that back. My older sister gave me this box full of plastic ammo cans. It had, like, five different ammo cans in it. Nice. They were all empty, of course, but, but you know, I mean, she bought stuff and put it in each one of them. Oh, but, the plastic deal where they like all fit in like, uh, like they're made for it. Well, it just, no, it just so happened. It was a cardboard box and it, and they fit perfect. I couldn't believe it. She found this cardboard box that all five of them fit into exactly perfect. But the whole deal was just to have the five, the five boxes. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about though? They make this like, the yeah, they make the, the, like the rack that you put the, the, the uh, things in, and then of course, if you've got ammunition in them, they're too friggin' heavy for anybody to lift. Well, yeah, I guess. My daughter did get me a uh, sixty dollars gift card to one of the local gun shops. So that was pretty cool. Um, do they do it like that? Uh, sporting systems out of Washington, where they make them out of like eighteen gauge metal. Or ten gauge. No, metal? it's just a, it's just a uh, it says Fort Thompson gun shop and 
she just she happened to be going in there from by work and stopped by and got me a, a gift card, which was kind of cool because she paid for it with her own money. So yeah, gift cards are cool. Because people always you know think about them like because they're not whatever blah blah blah, but they do let you buy whatever you want and. If you're not too worried about the economy of it or the frugality of it, you know, they make probably if they're well, it depends on the shop. They're probably not making a cut to sell you the card, but how often do you go? I guess it's possible you go in there and buy, you know, two hundred dollars worth of stuff with a hundred dollar card and then you're using the whole card. But I think right. quite a people go in and buy ninety-five dollars worth of stuff or ninety-seven dollars worth of stuff with their hundred dollar card and they just say keep the change. So it's uh, I usually they, spend more than the card is. Huh? No, I'm just saying. Though, I, I, no, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, people are very frugal about that sometimes. Well, I'm just saying, as far as the cards concerned, the store's concerned, it's a good deal buying those cards for local shops because when people do leave a little bit left on the card and then never use the rest of it, um, well, they make money. Yeah, yeah, they make a couple extra bucks out of nowhere. That's a really good deal either way. Really, if you get a sixty-dollar gift card and go in and spend eighty-five bucks or whatever it is, I mean, you're you're spending more money at the shop than that 60 bucks that the person initially did. And if you leave five bucks on the card, it's five bucks profit that they don't have to account for any inventory. Yeah. That's a real good point. Yeah. So if you do spend more, it's staying at that shop too. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I don't even know what to get you. So I got you a gift card. Hope you're not mad. I'm like, no, that's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. I love that stuff. Adam is saying that uh, he didn't tell us earlier, but his mom passed her CCW class last week in South Carolina. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. All right, Pella Cleanser. Uh, we'll go back to asking people what they got for Christmas, but I played this song at the beginning of the show, and I'm wondering if anybody can ID it. That's about as much as it is here normally in the place where it's from. Anyone? Mm. Nope. Got me. Almost no idea. It doesn't really have anything to do with guns, but it has to do with red a little bit. Half red. Huh? Half red is in pink? <laughs> no, that's also half red, I guess. Pink, I would not would have known it because it also has to do with some of Pink's interests. Technically, I guess, but all right. So back mm. to anybody get anything good for Christmas, or did you already get stuff for Christmas? Um, the only thing I've got for Christmas is what I got myself. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't got any gifts. I got some cards, like uh, Cycle was saying. Um, I don't do nothing with them. I just look at them or whatever, but uh, about all I got. And then bought myself a couple of bannering catalogs. So they were looking at those uh, or doing that video or whatever. I started looking at them online, and I saw a couple of them were on eBay cheap. So I grabbed one for like 14 bucks shipped. Another one was 19 shipped. So I figured that was worth grabbing. Sometimes they can go crazy prices somebody either didn't know what they had or maybe the prices are going down 
All right, nobody's guessing on that song. Um, I can't. Yeah, I have no idea where that song's from. <laughs> it doesn't sound familiar at all. It would sound familiar if you'd been to the movies recently. Is that a is that a clue? I don't know if I'll get a copyright strike for playing 12 seconds out of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that wasn't an Aquaman. No, not an Aquaman. Was that in the... I saw you do, I saw you do a Spider-Man review. I don't remember you playing that song. Well, I didn't play yeah. any on the review. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It sounds like an animated thing. Definitely sounds like an animated thing. Oh, so that was in that movie. Every time they show the Spider-Man anime Spider-Man, who's this little girl Spider-Man? I don't know if she, I think oh, she from the parallel universe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So every time they show the one Spider-Man from one of the universes is a robot, and then a little girl, and then a spider. So I don't know how those three things are Spider-Man, but somehow those three things are Spider-Man in the future. Her. Oh, her Polly, robot. That's what she's doing. Polly, Polly Parker, or what, what was yeah, her name? Polly, Polly Parker, or something. But the, I think they show the spider biting her, and then she doesn't have any abilities other than she can jump into her robot really fast, and then her robot kind of well, Spider-Man. She can talk to the robot, and she put the, or she can talk to the spider, and the spider she put in the robot, and the uh, spider controls the robot. Yeah, the spider so it's runs. Like an Iron Man type Spider-Man. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The spider is just a little regular spider, but it's inside a big robot, and she jumps in every time there's a trouble. She just jumps into the robot, and then they play this song. Sounds more like Pacific Rim than Spider-Man. I don't know. It took me like two hours to find that song, too, because I was <laughs> like, "Dang it!" Because I've listened to the um, album. Because the this new Spider-Man universe thing or whatever it's called is pretty good, and uh, did anybody see the Matrix Animatrix, the animated Matrix that came out between I think two and three or three and between two of the Matrixes, an, an animated one came out. Anybody ever see that one? Yeah, I haven't. That's the only one I haven't seen. Whoa, really? You've never seen the Animatrix? I, I watched about the first five minutes of it, and I got like distracted, and I haven't oh, been able to get back. Yeah. So if you even like the Matrix a little bit, if you like the first Matrix, that's all you got to like. You don't have to be involved in any of the other Matrixes, which got weird. But that first Matrix was, you know, the, the rules of Matrixes or whatever. And right. then they made these, the Animatrix, I can't remember if it's three or four or five little cartoons that are all put together in one movie. And it's just like you watch one cartoon, then you watch another cartoon, then you watch another cartoon. And then maybe they tie together, I forget. But basically, it's just like watching three animated versions or maybe four animated versions of the Matrix story from, like, not Neo, from, like, other people's perspective. But before we knew about all the other crap in the other Matrix movies. So it was actually really cool because it's three... Each style of animation is totally different. So it's it's that's how the Spider-Man movie is. It's like the one Spider-Man is drawn from, like, one way and another Spider-Man is drawn a different way and... Anyway, so the music is very much like that also. It's like just weird music from all around. Uh, so kind of like heavy metal, the movie Heavy Metal. It's kind of like that, but way faster. And uh, anyway, so I was listening to the soundtrack. And what's weird is if you listen to the soundtrack on 
YouTube and you watch all the videos, you might as well, you've just seen most, like 90% of the movie. Not in the right order, but you see like most of the movie just watching the videos. Um, and I, but I couldn't find this song. And I knew that song was in there. So it's like, da 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 So anyway, so it was driving me nuts the other night and I was looking around online and like, for some reason they did include, did not include that song in the official soundtrack. So, you know, I looked for it and I found it. And I can only find 29 seconds of it. It's some, they must, either they stole the song or there's some copyright issue or something because it's like not out there and it's not on the soundtrack. And you can only find this one like 29 second clip of it. All right, so there's a little Spider-Man for your Christmas. If we're going tomorrow, we always go watch a movie on Christmas. We're going tomorrow to watch Aquaman. I've heard it's really good. I don't like Aquaman because he's stupid, but I like that movie. Neither do I. But, uh, yeah, my I sister like said it was great. She loved it. Well, my yeah. wife and daughter want to go see it because they they like think the guy's hot. But um, I've heard it, this actually isn't a bad movie either, though. Well, all I wanted to know is if Mira had like the you know the skin clingy green suit on, and she said she did. So now I'm going to have to go see the movie. Penny Parker, how was her name? Does anybody else have any traditions like ghosts going out and watching a movie or something on thing on Christmas? No. Yeah, I sleep till noon. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I just I, I call my dad. You know, I call my dad on Christmas morning, but uh, but other than that, I just you know generally let the world go by on Christmas Day. Christmas Day is like a me day. I just hang out and I don't do anything. Yep, sleep in, get up and eat, and then go to work. That's usually yep. what it is for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm already I'm having a bad day because I'm already eating the leftovers from today. This is bad. So usually uh, we'll open presents, and then I'll get, like, the ham started in the oven and stuff, like the stuff that takes a long time. And then we'll run out real quick and go shoot it right here by the house. We'll run out and go shoot it for, you know, an hour. Usually freeze our butts off, right? And then come back and warm up and, you know, get coffee, stuff like that. And sometimes even go out a second time, right? And, uh, you know, it's I can shoot just 10 minutes from my house here or less. And so it's we just run out there, shoot a lot. That's a, usually someone always gets a new gun or something for Christmas or ammo or something, right? Like unrelated or new optic or something. So yeah, so usually, usually shooting's a big part of our Christmas. But luckily, we get to shoot so close that we can just like run back and forth and come back to get warm. <laughs> right. So most people in the gun community usually get something like you said, firearm related. And they want to go to the range. So I get an email from the range today. And I'm an officer at the range, and I didn't hear about this, but the range is closed today and possibly tomorrow because they're going to be bush hogging something because they're installing the – we're getting electronic targets for our rifle range. Oh, so bush none hogging. of our ranges are open on Christmas. Well, see, we just have a padlock where you just go in and out whenever you want. But, yeah, they're closing because there's oh. going to be 
workers. I said, who's working on Christmas Day? And why would they work on Christmas Day at the range when everyone wants to go shoot on Christmas Day at the range? It didn't make any yeah. sense to me. You're right, because nobody's going to be working on Christmas. So Right. And if they were like, who came up with the brilliant idea to do work yesterday or today, I guess, you know, wherever you are. And then. Yeah, today. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't go in there because they started working. Well, how do they start work tomorrow? Yeah. And they're not going to be there tomorrow working. So why close the range tomorrow? You know, start the day after Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's brilliant. So if there's nobody working there, I'm still going to shoot tomorrow if there's nobody there. Our range is underwater, so we're out of luck. Underwater, you get a lot of rain. Yeah, and our range is right at the intersection of two major rivers, so we're in a floodplain. Oh, cheap land. So, yeah, so that's you know we don't really worry about the range very much from you know pretty much November right through April. <laughs> you don't worry about it too much. Um, let's see. So we've got uh, pants on the gun channel side. Said he bought a gun today. He's going to give it to his dad, so it's his for a while. Uh, Model Ten. Smith wants a Model Ten. Nice gun. Thirty-eight. Uh, and then Model Ten wasn't that the uh, that was also called the original MMP, was it not? Yeah, basically. Well, it was a military police. Yeah. And then it became right. Yeah. 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 Um, and then that's I think why they started calling them MMPs again, right? Because that's exactly. Not- yeah. Uh, yesterday, I was saying he got his niece her first bow this year. Hope to start take start a new tradition of shooting bows together on Christmas. So, like, I guess he means they're going to take the bows off of presents and put them downrange and shoot at them. <laughs> but that would be pretty cool, especially because a lot of times you can shoot bows in your backyard. So here's how you know you're old. Sitting there eating lunch with the guy who I've been going, or breakfast the other day, with the guy that me and Joe have been going to SHOT Show, which will be our 14th year going to SHOT Show. So we're doing our traditional, figuring out what we're going to do, right? And this how I know I'm old. He tells me about how his three-year-old granddaughter was walking past the Christmas tree the other day and first noticed that all the presents are sitting there and just about blew a gasket for a three-year-old. Like, <laughs> like she figured out that all the presents were there. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And then I'm sitting there going, ah, talking about my friend's three-year-old granddaughter. <laughs> I'm old as hell. Because <laughs> he's younger than me. You know, that, that's what I'm really excited for is my granddaughter. She's three and a half, right? So this will be her first Christmas where she'll really be opening presents and knowing, like, what those presents are and you know, and stuff like that. Like, that. that's, like, the real first age, I think, right around four. Well, that's because uh, you guys that are all parents. What's that sweet spot? Is it three, four, five? When when is when's like the best Christmas? I want to say it was like three or four for my daughters when we really kind of started getting into it. This is going to be the Christmas. She's three and a half, so I'm going to say right around four. That makes sense because my daughter was born in May, and it was probably yeah, she was three and a half. So that's that's about right, you know. Because they like know what a deal is, and they know it's all about them, and they're going to sit there and get stuff. And that was the first Christmas, and Dead Horse can probably remember also. But this was like that was like the first Christmas she actually asked for certain things, or you can not necessarily ask, yep. but she expressed interest in certain things. Or I, I straight up asked my granddaughter what did she want, and she told me My Little Pony and Spirit, which is like a horse show, 
right? And that's what she wanted was My Little Pony and uh, and Spirit like stuff. She straight up told me. And then there's still Christmas Santa Claus and everything, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. When does that stuff happen? Or is that, when does that stop? Eight, when that awesome. ends. Looks like you get a couple of years then while they're into that. Yeah. So when, when did you like stop? Nine, maybe. When did you stop putting other characters' names on your Christmas tags for your kids? What do you mean? Oh, I well, still. My daughter used to get shit from Rudolph and the elves and uh, the other reindeer and Santa and all that stuff. I never got that. That's neat. No, all my kids still get stuff from Santa, like you know, stuff. You know, usually that's the stuff like uh, the stuff that they need, right? Not like. Oh, that's that, a good. That's question. like. That's like the socks, the shirts, the clothes, stuff like that. Um, that all that stuff's usually addressed to them from Santa. Oh man, you're making so. him take the heat for that stuff, huh, boy? That's gonna <laughs> go left to right. Are clothes presents? Yes or no? Just a yes or no cycle. Yes. Dead horse. Yes. Ghost. For an adult, yes. For kids, probably not so much. Gary. Same answer as ghost. All right, pink. I'm going with ghost answer. All right, uh, roosted. Clothes are definitely gifts. Oh man, no. See, that's why I'm a dick and I'm spoiled. Like, there, I will not acknowledge clothes as a gift. That's you got to give me clothes. Like, you either walking me, watching me walk around naked, or you're giving me clothes at some point. You, you had birth to me, so you're giving me clothes. Like, there's no way I accept that as a present. No way. Well, I can see it both ways because I got one like it doesn't matter what you would get him. He's like, oh, clothes aren't presents. I got another kid who's into a set a certain genre of clothes of clothing. So any clothing okay, like that he that, genre, that they can't afford. Okay. Yeah, like really high end, nice pants and like right. So anything gift in that genre, like oh, that's totally a gift for him. Sneakers, man. Okay, yeah, I, I guess it's like, like shoes and jackets. Yeah, I would say that for sure. But like shirts and socks and underwear, well, probably special not. pajamas, right? You get them the character based oh, pajamas, no. No, junk like that. That's the kind of stuff I would I would dismiss that stuff as gifts. That, that's just filler. I can see D <laughs> throwing a fit when he was a kid. This is not a freaking oh, present. Dick. Oh yeah, I ask my mom. Like she won't even bother anymore. <laughs> Why do I look like a pink banana? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I told my kids I wanted for Christmas from them was some like new jeans. I was right. like, oh, like uh, you guys, if you, you know, so I told them like oh, over a month ago, I was like, okay, like if you, if you guys go to give me something, just give me some jeans or something. I need new pants. <laughs> so I actually requested clothes. Yeah, that's usually what I got from my mom was uh, jeans and stuff. And this year I went ahead and bought them myself because. Changing my, sizes. <laughs> my my mom used to get my daughter just some god awful clothes that like my daughter was like, Oh, thanks, grandma, appreciate it, you know. So this year she's twenty one and she's like, Don't get me clothes, just give me cash and let me go buy the clothes. <laughs> so no shit. Like my daughter opened up a, a prayer. Oh, oh, we lost it. Oh, I got a, I got was a Got this pair of gloves one time from an aunt who didn't realize my no clothes policy. So she gives me these gloves and they're like isotoners or something stupid back in the day. I had no use for them at all, of course, because I'm a dude and I don't want driving gloves. 
So I immediately took them to the store, and I think they whatever they were, they were expensive, and I ended up getting this really expensive lighter. It was the only thing the store had that was cool. I think I still have that lighter somewhere. That was kind of cool. Oh, I got my uh, little granddaughter of My Little Pony thing from Amazon, a jacket, I guess, like a hoodie type zip up sweatshirt thing, whatever. This is a jacket, right? But it has ears and a mane and, like, you know, the big picture. Like, so for a little kid, a jacket like that, I think she's going to dig that because she's totally into My Little Pony. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I think some clothes, just depending on the kid and their age and what, what you're actually getting them, I think clothes can be a gift. I guess, well, I, I won't almost call that like a costume type of thing or something. I guess I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking like the socks wadded up and then like put in wrapping paper as if you just need socks anyway kind of thing. <laughs> no, like Cycle says, that's the stuff that we give to, from Santa. We let him take the heat and all that. <laughs> yeah, I would say underwear and stuff. If it's something you'd go buy on your own, like on a normal Tuesday, then yeah, I could see that's not a present for sure. That's See, we, we were we were a freaking poor growing up, man. If you got underwear and shit for Christmas, that was great. <laughs> what about the stereotypical, like giving a vacuum cleaner, or toaster, or microwave, or something to the wife, right? Like something like the house, like I guess. No, the only appliances you can give people for Christmas are appliances that people would not normally buy for themselves, like a like a juicer or an osterizer. Or, you know, a, a julienne fry processor or something like that. It it has to be something as not available in stores as seen on TV, that kind of thing. But it can't be or, like just regular or unless they specifically chair. ask for it. You know, yeah, like a KitchenAid. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, I remember the year I got a KitchenAid for for Christmas, and that was like cool. I love that thing. Yeah, I got my daughter an attachment for hers today. Yeah, we get my mom's stuff to the kitchen aids have like a what do you call it? Like a like a, a motor coming out the front. What do they call that? Like a, a motor access off the front, that little knob out the front of a motor. Yeah, the power takeoff there. Yeah, yeah power takeoff. That's where you put like the grinder and all that other stuff. Yeah, you can okay, so my mom, yeah, my mom has this. a kitchen aid. Well, kitchen aid's a, a kitchen mixer, right? You put a bowl in it, and it's for like making cookies or. It's a really heavy okay, duty okay. mixer. Yeah, it's yeah, a heavy okay. duty I, mixer. I just didn't know it was called a kitchen aid. I was, well, yeah. kitchen aid's a brand name. Yeah. When you see it, oh, you know, okay. it's got that PTO sticking out the front, and that's where you can put like, uh, like say, every like, because they're saying I got my mom like attachments every year, like a thing to make raviolis or a thing to stuff sausages or a thing to make juice. Like you can, they make like a billion attachments you shove on the front of this mixer yeah i got her this greater <clears throat> greater thing so you can grate cheese and slice vegetables and stuff like that on hey gary did you ever find a dog no i'm sorry to hear that still oh, looking tomorrow's on. christmas tomorrow's christmas it'll come home for christmas oh well speaking of people eating ham did, did your guys did your dads ever make uh you know the ground ham with the with the relish and the mustard and all that shit, the you know, make his own ground sandwich meat after having the big ham for Christmas. No, that sounds interesting. Like a, not like a hamburger, but like cooked ham into like a sort of form of a bologna or something. No, it's it's like double ham. Oh, yeah. like a spread. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, my, my dad actually had a manual grinder that he would clamp to the table and he would grind all that shit up and he put pickles in it and and Isn't that like and, a german thing like a german uh, runza thing no no just you just make it like that that shit was really good because it was sweet because you used sweet pickles it was really decent but that only came out at christmas time you know because we didn't normally have ham during the year that much well, I've heard of it, but I never even thought of it. So, no, I don't think I've ever eaten a ham spread. I've seen them as all. My dad loves deviled ham or whatever it's called. What about deviled eggs? That's we usually have deviled eggs on Christmas. That's one thing I guess we don't have on Thanksgiving is deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. Oh, we have it. We have it for Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. I love deviled eggs. Yeah, yeah. we went through a couple of dozen of them today. Yeah, and stuff. Oh my gosh, I can eat good deviled eggs like oh, all day. What about other learn- like uh, eggnog and stuff? Are you, any of you guys into stuff like that? Like the other specialty holidays? Stuff? Yeah, eggnog. We don't do eggnog for Thanksgiving, but we do do eggnog for Christmas. But that's because we jazz it up. Yeah, we we uh, we've got. Ghost is just having a dickens of a time tonight. Keeps trying to give out that privileged information. I know. Every time he gets ready to tell us a story, he gets... <laughs> the elf on the shelf keeps kicking out his internet connection. <laughs> Bass, Boy's, uh, Bass Boy on the bad chat is like that. Yeah, my dad used to call it ham salad, too. Yep. You can buy that in stores now. Yeah, but it's not as good though. Yeah. Oh, there's no way because whatever so they it's like kind of like tuna be. salad, kind of like but with ham. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love tuna salad. Keep it from going colored, right? From getting gross. So yeah, it's gotta be better eating it. I make my own tuna salad. Mm, that's good. Stuff. Oh, I love tuna salad. I'm not one of those people who like sweet pickles. I like to get the dill pickle relish and do it that way. I like dill pickle too. You were saying about the deviled eggs, I think. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got cut off. You know, I live in Arkansas, so we're lucky to have electricity, much less cell phone service, but. Um, no, we, we actually, for the first time this year, we, we brought out the real eggnogs. My daughter's 21 and we had to put the brandy in there and a little bit of rum in there and all that. And she, she drank it. She does not like brandy apparently. So <laughs> <laughs> it was brandy. I don't, I don't think like turkey in it. If you buy brandy, like out of the store and it's like a screw cap, is that like buying cooking wine and drinking it or you know and if you bought really good brandy it would taste way better or is brandy brandy and it just you have to like it or not um, well i went to, i went to a brandy tasting on a ship one time and come to find out i like cheap brandy i don't like the expensive stuff i'm the same way uh, i'm also the same guy i'd rather drink doer scotch than like some glenfiddich or something like that I like cheaper stuff not because i'm cheap it's just, i just i don't know I like cheaper brandy also. No, I like I like top shelf scotch and stuff. I don't like, like scotch to begin with very much. I don't yeah. drink it on the rocks, yeah. yeah I'm not a big scotch guy. Angry or forget it. 
Yeah, I can. I mean, if I drink scotch, I don't mind a door or something, but I'm not, I don't like scotch. I'm not going to go spend a lot of money on it. I like Tangeray, but there's another brand called Gilby's, which is about half the price and tastes almost as good. Almost. So with well, the eggnog, that's one of the things where I'll drink it for like a year and then I'll be, I won't want it again for like three years. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, eggnog. And I'll drink it for a year and then I'll never drink it again for a few years. I just, I'm off we used it. to cut it in half with milk because we yeah, couldn't afford regular eggnog. So we, we I, would. I just can't drink it that thick. It's gross. So I'll definitely. Yeah, cut we it had, we milk. had milk with it. Yeah, just because it's so thick. Yeah. Like, that has to be better when you're used to drinking whole milk and stuff. I'm just not. So it's, yeah, it's, and it's so sweet. I only drink, but I was going to say, I only drink whiskey with a picture of a guy holding a gun and dogs on the front of it in a plastic bottle. So if it doesn't have that picture, then I'm just pretty not interested. Was that, you guys ever seen that? Was that? Canadian? I have not. Oh yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's got this like badass guy on the front of it holding a gun with these like wolf dogs and it's like the best bottle cover ever. Plus it comes in a plastic bottle, so you don't even gotta worry about breaking it when you're like, once you get a little hmm. going on. Interesting. No, I'm all about the cheap spirits, um, most of the time. Because <laughs> I make uh mixed drinks, right? So when I make a mixed drink, I really don't care if it's top shelf. Now, if I'm drinking something straight, that's a different story. But on mixed drinks, like Long Islands and stuff, it's all bottom shelf stuff. That That's exactly the way I feel yeah, about yeah. it. If you're just mixing yeah. it with soda or putting other shit in it, then you don't really need the expensive stuff. So if, so if I'm having if I'm having a gin martini, then I want decent gin. But if I'm just having a gin and tonic, I don't give a shit what's in that. Yeah, I'll get. Uh, I don't drink a whole lot, but I'll drink usually just Crown. But I'll I'll get like Crown. I got like a little splash of Sprite, just a little splash, just for the flavor. But yeah, I could drink Crown pretty much all day if I wanted to. Which is interesting because I found out that the reason why I like it is apparently when I was younger, my grandpa that I loved so much, he died when I was thirteen. He Apparently, was a raging alcoholic. I just never knew it. He was a very functioning alcoholic, and all he'd do is drink Crown. And I wonder if that's why I love the smell of Crown, because it was my grandpa. That's probably exactly why. <laughs> that's probably why I like Crown is because of my grandpa and my dad. I remember like this, you know, both of them growing up uh, drinking Crown, right? So, Crown was the first thing I uh, ever had when I was five years old. My dad never drank Crown. Yeah, my dad. My dad didn't drink it. All. Uh, he drank beer, but that was you know, not a whole bunch. It was my uncle that uh, pretty much welcomed me to the uh, hard stuff. Dad was usually Scotch, twelve-year-old Scotch. Yeah, hell, we would booze for a bit, but uh, I'm gonna palate cleanse it here and. Have you go back to the olden days, and if you can remember, if there was the best Christmas present you got as a kid, toy. Just to try going backwards to that one. Uh, cycle. The best thing I ever got for Christmas was a 10-speed bicycle. Well, actually, it was a 3-speed, three 3-speed three bicycle. How old do you think? 
Oh, geez. I was, uh, I was in middle school. So I was probably around 12 or 13, 14, right in there. So was this like first bike or was this like your first time where you had independence? The first time we ever had new bikes, all three of us kids got brand new bikes and we'd never had new bikes before. All our bikes were all rebuilt by old man to find them on the side of the road and rebuild them and give them to us. Hmm. We were poor. <laughs> yeah, we're, we were, you know, we were wrong side of the track kind of poor. Right on. Dead horse? Uh, Nintendo. A regular Nintendo. The original. Back in 1984. Ghost? Man, I just remember I was like in third grade. And I got a set of camouflage, camouflage top and bottoms, which I was not interested in the military and it got a laser tag. remember the old original laser tags mm -hmm. like where you put the chest thing on and a helmet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we had a bunch of us got those around the neighborhood so we had laser tag war so i remember that and i guess my dad got my camouflage so i would you know blend into the trees and i was playing laser tag so that was a great christmas ghost oh. actually the best christmas he ever got was the cell phone and he's still using the same one uh, i'm still using the back phone man <laughs> I live in Arkansas, man. Like I said, we're lucky to have running water here. Gary? Well, I was about the same age as Ghost. I was in third grade, and I got my first new bicycle because I had older sisters, and I had to use hand-me-down, like, 10, 15-year-old bikes and stuff. So I finally got one that was mine. It had the banana seat and the, the cool handlebars and everything. It was a bright orange and had the speedometer and a horn on it. I still remember that little thing. So then it was also a boy's bike instead of having to get a girl's bike? Absolutely. Yeah, nice. Yeah, my first bike, I don't remember when anymore, but it had a banana seat. I remember that was like the rage. So then you could take like two or three kids on it with you. But, you know, we were poor too. Um, Pink. Um, here I got the Atari 2600. Really? Ooh. How old were you? Twenty six. Are we the same age? Uh, I, I think, think we're pretty close. So that had to, was that like what seventy eight or like seventy eight or seventy nine, wasn't it? No, yeah. No, Atari twenty six hundred was in the eighties. I thought early eighties. Early early eighties. Yeah. 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 Yep, because I had one of the first ones. I had one, but I don't remember. I think I was like kindergarten, so I was like five. So I was around 1980. Is that about right then? 1977 yeah. is when it was released. Okay, well, we I had one when I was five, so I must have been a few years old at that point. I can't believe you guys getting like electronic shit, man. I remember when we first got our first phone that wasn't a party line. Mm -hmm. Well, I can remember getting the first phones that the collection that the phone company didn't have to come out and screw with because you could actually plug them into a jack. You still had to have the phone company come out and put jacks in your rooms, but at least you could move your phone from like one place to another. That was like amazing. It was like James Bond and shit. Um, but the 2600, were you looking forward to it, Pink, and you asked for it and you got it kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. I remember the 2600 was like bought for my grandpa or somebody. And like I was like, oh, there it is. Like I'm aware of it now. Like it wasn't like I was I knew what it was and was waiting for it. It just was all of a sudden at the house. But yeah, because the one one we had before that was the 
I, I forget who it was I was telling, but Rick, um, ours was a race. The one, uh, one we had before that was like a pong type game. Ours was a tandy. It was a triangle looking thing, and you had like a steering wheel on one side and a gun and a pong, and it was from tandy. And you put these little triangle cartridges in the top. That was before Atari. Do you guys remember like Glico Vision or something? Glico. Glico was after Atari. That was like okay. Our buddy mine had one of those, and he thought that that he was like better than me because like he had a Glico and I had Atari. Well, the big yellow Odyssey was before both of those. Yeah, this, yeah. this one didn't take cartridges, but uh, each controller had like a wheel on it that controlled your. I remember those? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And it had like three or four different type of the pong, yeah, the the back and forth pong games in it. Well, let's keep going, but we can go back to the video screen things here in a second. Uh, Roosted. I'm going to go with my uh, first Daisy 10 pump. That was pretty cool. I think I got that when I was 10. It replaced my Red Rider. Right on. And a Red Rider, one shot, maybe two, but it didn't do anything. It was like basically one pump. Yeah, it was just the, the racket and go lever action style. For me, I don't remember when I got my first pump, like multiple pump ones, but that was definitely like an indication that I was responsible. Like wasn't going to be like shooting windows out three houses down or whatever. Like, you know, one of the reasons I got the you get the little one first is so you don't you can't do damage more than like a house away. I remember just wanting after that pump, too. I one of the neighbor kids that was older than me had one, and I was like, Man, this daisy's stupid. You know, I had that thing for three or four years before I got the daisy 10 pump. So you just you can't keep up with the neighborhood kids if they can pump multiple sh things, they're hitting way further than you can ever hit, well, way more accurately. And they could shoot pellets too. I mean, that was that was the big step up. Really, was was oh, less yeah. less of a BB gun to where I had a pellet gun now. You know, I was a I was a grown ass man as far as I was concerned. So going back to look, that's another thing that I write down on my list right here. Um, I'm gonna go with the first set of Star Wars figures. I can remember fiending for those things so bad, and then get waking up on Christmas and had the the first set with everybody and that was i can remember busting my gut for that one that was pretty fun um that was right in the craze of that stuff too and i don't know if i don't know I, it was really certainly neat to be able to play with little things that you've seen in a movie uh, that was pretty fun i remember having the millennium falcon but i don't remember if i got it for christmas i was probably two or three at that time so i don't remember i remember having the millennium falcon but i don't remember if i got it for christmas or not if I remember right, there was like a pile, like I got a bunch of them and they didn't have all of them out for Christmas. So you, you got like what was available and then you got the rest of them in the mail later. And then that's how you got like the Princess Leia with a lightsaber or you got somebody with extra with a lightsaber. That was a long time ago. Um, uh, the Going back to the video games though. I never was into them enough to like ask for them. Like, say the family would get them, and then they were like, it was like the bigger version of a board game for the family kind of thing uh, when they first came out. And it wasn't like a kid's thing, and we certainly didn't own it. Like, it was the families. And uh, you had to like plug it into a television. Nobody had a dedicated television for those things. So, you know, it came out in the afternoon on Saturday or something, like when there wasn't something on that somebody else was watching. Like, because, you know, kids always got lowest. Frank and the who gets to watch the TV or whatever. 
so it didn't and it was never a big thing and by the time they were a big thing i was out of it you know i never got into video games that much but there was a really cool video i'm pretty sure it's the video about the atari there's like a documentary on the atari uh i'm pretty sure it was on netflix when i had it and it was super cool because it uh, talked about how the video game systems went from cons you know real video games like pinball machines into video games and then they figured out that those roms and stuff they could put into the tv and how atari revolutionized it all really really neat and then how cartridges happened and if you're into the video games in that era or whatever there's a pretty well-made documentary on it the atari japanese you know no atari's totally california 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 okay i didn't know i didn't know where it came so out. basically pinball games and then pinball games they figure out hey we can put you know tv screens in them and that's better than making a video or a pinball game and then boom pong and there was some other one first and then pong like went nuts and then of course pac-man and then they figured out that they could put roms into these things instead of making the game dedicated every time and then that's when they figured out oh we can also shove these into your house too and it's just like a macintosh windows type of thing like there was people that were uh you know, like, oh, you who would want to ever play these at home? You you want to play these at the arcade? Like, why would anybody ever want to play a video game at their own house? And then there was the companies that say, you know, I think that's the way people are going to want to play it. Everybody remember Pac-Man Fever, the song? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's record, I think, still. I, that's the I remember used going to the. Right uh, I used to remember going to the roller skating rink, and we used to love when Pac-Man Fever came on. We were little kids at the, at the roller skating rink. So that Coleco was way after 2600, though. That was already, like, okay. fancy graphics, yeah. and it was too later, I think. There was something in between. I just remember a buddy of mine when we were probably second, third grade, I guess, had one. He just thought he was just the big dog because... He had that. We're like, no, good for you. Yeah, but the difference in graphics was like amazing between 2600 and Coleco. It was like things were almost rounded almost. And there was noises in it. I think the Coleco had a thing where it could make noise, like talk to you. Like the video games would have, make it sound like people were saying stuff. Was Pitfall, was that Atari? Was that, what was that? that was Atari. 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 Okay, I at least love that game, man. Well, that was definitely a game changer. Like that changed the. That was a whole like level of uh, whatever, like resolution better. Yeah, jumping over the quicksand and all that. I was like, oh wow, this is cool. Well, look, I look like a little dude. Before that, it was either like a little square thing with a thing sticking out. And it was a tank, or it was a round thing, and it was or a square thing, and it was supposed to be a ball. <laughs> like you only had like mazes <laughs> and balls and squares, and then all of a sudden there's a dude. Holy crap! Right. Running. <laughs> You know, I was uh, doing some shopping at Walmart, and they had this uh, little controller that you just plug into your TV, and it's like the Atari inside the controller now. Yeah. Right? So it's just an Atari controller, but it comes like uh, pre-programmed with like 20 games. And then they had a second one that had like 20 different games, and then a third one that had like 10 different games. And uh, But they were just all old Atari games and Activision games and stuff. It looked like an old Atari joystick with like a one little button in the corner. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. cool. But everything was inside that except for the cord, you know. 
<laughs> to plug in your TV. Kind of cool. So you talked about the getting the pump guns that you could shoot pellets. Um, does anybody remember when they could when they got their first pellet gun and then you could shoot pellets in it? I can remember getting one that shot the little discs. Oh, we're talking like real BB gun though. When you get to 177 BBs, right, then you get a 22 caliber BB gun or pellet gun, and all of a sudden you can shoot pellets. And you can also get 177 pellets, but you have to have either a breech loading or a, a bolt uh, or the little pistols that let you put the, you know, they'd have like a chamber back there. Yeah. Breach, I guess. You could put a little pellet in there. I got a Crossman so, Pump Master 760 at the age of five. And you could do pellets that's in that big, long little light strip. That's that big, long one? Yeah, it's pretty good sized. And uh, it, com it comes with like a five-shot uh, strip for pellets. And so, you, and you just run that strip through it, but then it had a reservoir where it would hold like, I don't know, uh, at least a hundred or more BBs. Right. So, but it actually had a rifled barrel. So it was, you know, somewhat accurate. I still got a couple to this day and, uh, they were, I don't know that that's, I think that's one of the most iconic pellet slash BB guns ever that pump master 760. Um, I gotta go look at which one we're talking about. The only gun I ever got yeah, growing up was a cap gun. 760? Yeah. Crossman. Uh, oh, oh, you're talking about a rifle. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, the, the handheld thing that I don't know what it's supposed to look like. It's a pistol, but, you know, it's a pump, and you can get a grip for it that makes a stock. Let me see if I can find it. I'm sure it's Crossman. Benjamin Sheridan is who you're thinking of, I think, G. Mm -hmm. Make that pistol. Um, picture of it and screen capture. So, everybody's seen this one before? Oh, okay. yeah. Right? And you pump this thing like five times or something, maybe. Um, this was the one that I, whenever I was, I always had different BB guns. This is the one I was looking for because you could put pellets in there and then the darts. And was, that's what I was going to ask anybody. Uh, was shooting darts out of their stuff when they were kids. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about the little darts, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen little darts, but I've never shot them ever. Really? Nope, I've never shot them. I think we had one that actually had a dart board. We shot yeah. them at that, but it didn't last long. See, for me, it was in the be able to shoot them in the basement. So I had a trap or whatever I could shoot my BBs into, but it got boring. I just didn't like shooting at it where I could get a dartboard and then also just any piece of cardboard and start shooting my darts at it. Um, so that's interesting. Nobody's shot these darts. I was going to say that I was doing the inventor's deck and looking up Quackenbush uh, and then the other guy who invented air guns, basically. Um, I found out that the one guy, Quackenbush, who invented... Uh, not Quackenbush. Anyway, the guy who invented Daisy. I don't think that was Quackenbush. The one guy came along and invented air guns. And then this other guy came along and also invented an air gun. They were kind of competitors for a while. But the one guy was not only building the air gun, but he was clever. And he built all the machinery that made his air guns. I think that was the guy from Daisy. And then uh, the guy who made the guns that Daisy eventually came along and bought and incorporated. But basically, he started the whole thing. And uh, that guy invented the machine that makes darts. And up until like 
1996 or something. The the dart machine that he made in like the 20s or something uh, was making darts, and every dart that we ever shot anybody in this country, in the world, I guess, was shooting darts off that same machine. I just thought that was neat. I never thought about it. I figured there was like a thousand dart making machines out there, but there was like three machines. He made all three of them, and like one of them was in use by Daisy or Crossman or whoever it was for like decades, and that was where all the darts were coming from. So when you talk about getting the pelicans, I can remember the pellets I shot once in a while, but for me it was being able to get to the access to them darts and being able to shove a dart in there was the, I don't know, I felt like I was tranquilizing elephants every time I shot the thing. I don't even know how many thousands of rounds and how many pellet guns I completely wore out. Because, uh, you know, like we didn't have the internet back then, so I couldn't just get online and like know that, oh, I can just buy a seal replacement kit, right? Yeah. And stuff like that. So it was more of like, oh, when the gun just lost its power, when it hold the charge and, and stuff like that, you just, it was time for a new one, right? And uh, so I probably went through like a dozen air rifles as a kid, but probably a dozen. Oh, easily. And I yeah. kept all my old ones, though. And we would just use them as play guns when we were having wars and stuff. Yeah, because from the time I was five, it was basically a new air gun every year for either Christmas or birthday after that. Every year. Well, we've been going for a long time. It's got to be 2 a.m., I guess, for the East Coast. And no matter where you are, it's about to be Christmas if it ain't already. So I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody from the Daily Gun Show and all the hosts that ain't here and all the other people that join us on our panel that are not here right now and uh, for all the other people that are in the audience typically that aren't here right now. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Anybody else want to throw anything out before we wrap it up? Please on my dog. Drive safe. Yeah, stay home. Drive. Be aware. Have Just fun. Enjoy your family if you can. Yeah. Leave it at that. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow, I guess.